Welcome to the Mahita Mother podcast. This is Kaz Makepeace and today is the 10th of February 2012 and this is episode 15 and today I will be having another conversation with an inspirational person. Thank you so much for joining me and I'm sure you're going to love my chat with Sarah. Hey, with me I have Sarah from A Beach Cottage. I first came across Sarah Probably about a year ago I was uh, looking online and I found her site and I was instantly attracted to it because it was so bright and fresh um, and straight away had me craving my own little beach cottage for myself. And then I had the pleasure of meeting Sarah at the Nuff Name Blog, Blog Awards in December in Kuala Lumpur and found out she's just as lovely as what she's online and we had a really great time together. Hi Sarah, how are you? Hi Catherine, thank you very much. Yeah, and... Uh, how are you enjoying the weather lately? bit like London, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the weather very much, even though it's still quite warm. Um, it's been a very uh, strange summer for us in Sydney, the first time where it's not been um, boiling hot and bright blue skies every day. But um, I'm not really complaining that much. <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep the complaining down, but I've been complaining a lot, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, if we just start, um, if you just tell us, We'll tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Okay, um, I am mainly a blogger now. Um, I've got three children and um, one husband, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, my kids are kind of older. Um, I've got a couple of teenagers and one who's quite a bit younger, still at primary school. I spend most of my time looking after them and blogging now at the moment. I've always been a stay-at-home mum. I never went back to work after I had my kids. I wanted to be at home. And um, then when they all went off to school a few years ago, I kind of started this blog not thinking there would be anything more than a bit of um, fun for me and a little place for me to go. And now I find myself still here. So, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, that's great. And and you're having quite a lot of success with your blog. How long have you been doing it now? Um, I think I've been doing it for three, three and a half years or three, three to three and a half years. Um, I should actually know that, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's easy to lose track of time. Yeah, no, yeah. So yeah, I've been here for a while now. And so it's grown quite quickly in that time. Um, you do have quite a large community based around what you do, don't you? Yeah, it was... I think when I started it, um, the internet or blogging was definitely very different and it was more, it was much more of a smaller community where we all kind of interacted and it just kind of grew from that, from that initial few friends really. It has grown a lot. I, I must admit I don't, I sometimes think, is there really anybody out there, you know? Mm, it's yeah. kind of a bit weird. Um, and I also think as well, um, compared to obviously the big blogging superstars and especially anyone, um, in the States, I and mean, it's just small fry, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole blogging in America is so big. Yeah. But it's great to see that Australia is heading that way. And, yeah. You know, for you, having been in it already for three, three and a half years, you know, there's exciting times ahead. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, I know we spoke about this in Kuala Lumpur, quite exciting to be nominated for an award like that and get to go to this crazy ceremony that was kind of like the Oscars, <laughs> um, just to see that blogging is going and, and reaching a level like that is really very exciting. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's one of the things I've had with my journey with blogging is um, even even up to like a year ago, it was almost like, a, a, you know, you you with your silly little blog kind of thing. Yeah. I think that is completely changed now. You can just tell that by my inbox, you know, like people want to know and people want to be involved and it's it's just the whole, I think especially in Australia, it's just all of a sudden taken off. Yeah, it's good. So are you finding now that you're doing a lot more stuff on the side in regards to helping others set up blogs? Well, I, I wrote um, actually um, an e-course on um, blogging. So I, I, I have massive of downloads of that. Um, and I just literally wrote what my experiences have been as a kind of as a mum and as a, I don't really, I'm not really a woman, but kind of, well, I do call it girl, um, real girl blogging, so it is just a woman as well, but just how I've fitted it into, like, my real life has, has been a mum and being a, you know, a wife and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I have helped people with blogging, though I don't do any consultations or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to do blog tips on my blog. That's that's awesome. And, you know, you mentioned that you have to work this around being a mum and a wife and all the very different hats that we as women wear. How do you manage to do that? How do you manage to balance everything out so it works for you? Most days I keep all the balls in the air all the time. And I think if one of the – just my opinion, if one of my balls drops, everything just goes pear-shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, but even uh, it's kind of like boring stuff, but things like, you know, unloading the dishwasher, doing the washing, da-da-da, stuff like that, I – pretty much keep that try to keep that through a routine so I do that stuff first and then my blog comes afterwards yeah otherwise if I don't do that first it gets to you know five o'clock we've got our dinner there's no washing there's no clean uniforms and everything is just too stressful yeah, yeah. so that's kind of one of the ways I do I just it's kind of hard sometimes to be um I'd rather just you know sit on my blog all day <laughs> yeah but that's not reality in our house yeah, well, that that's such an important point, and it's something that I definitely need to work on. I'm I'm not that great on routine, but I think if I if I focus more on doing what you're saying, get up and have certain times to do things, and then uh, work on the blog, I can see how you know that focused time on certain activities will actually end up producing better results in the end. Yeah, it does. I think when I, what happened to me was, I mean, this is long before I had a blog, but when I had my third baby, um, he was he was a big 10-pounder and he wanted to just <laughs> bed with Ducky. <laughs> and, um, and I had one at school, one at preschool, and that's when I started to really think, oh, God, I have to take control here and get some routine because the other two had been a breeze and he, he wasn't hard, but, you know, it's just a bit of a whole different ball game. And I kind of just followed that along now and I just do the same routine. I mean, I'm not perfect. It's You know, sometimes you come in here and it'll be, you think, is this really that blog that I read? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I think that's the secret for, well, I guess that's for most things really. You have to keep everything in its place and it all kind of fits together nicely, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Actually, I just thought of something then last year when Craig went away for um, two weeks for business. I was at home with the baby and my toddler and I was forced to put myself into that routine and, and, and things did really actually go so much smoother. Yeah, I think that's what happened with me as well. When I had my third one, my husband was away a lot as well, so I didn't really have any choice. Otherwise, I would have just not made it through, really. Very, very interesting. I think very, very helpful for any 
woman listening or any man really who is yeah. trying to do so many different things mm. um, you know focus get some sort of a routine going to help help you out with it yeah can you tell us a little bit of the story behind a beach cottage what made you to decide you know where, where is the beach cottage how did the whole beach cottage thing come about and how it now evolved into this blog well, we moved over here from England and um, we were on a temporary um, 457 visa, which means um, uh, basically you haven't got citizenship and you're not a permanent resident. Um, and that meant that we couldn't buy a house. Um, on that visa, you have to rent. Okay. And so we lived in a rented place for a couple of years. And although I never looked back in terms of I, I knew I was wanting to stay in Australia, I did not like um, not being in my own house and I could not settle. Mm. So as soon as we, then we applied for PR, um, we got that permanent residency and that meant we could buy a house. So literally almost as soon as we got it, we started, well, we started looking for a house before we got that. And um, then, but we hadn't sold our house in England, so we were limited on the budget mm. and we looked at a lot of stuff um, and... <laughs> We saw some awful places and then I had a text from my husband to say um, he'd seen this place and I should go have a look at it and then he was going away so I went to have a look at it on my own and when I got to the, oh and the real estate had said to us, uh, had said, oh it's not even on the market yet because it's in such a bad state, it's not even, sorry, being um, promoted yet because it's in such a bad way. And, but he said to us, he'd called it a beach cottage in, in you know, inverted commas. <laughs> and I stepped out of the car to have a look at it and he told me to brace myself. Which <laughs> That's not really what you want to hear. And I said, oh, no, no, I'm fine. We, you know, we renovated the place with Bola. He went, no, you need to. And that was the start of it. And we just, but we knew it was kind of in, it was in a quiet row. It had, it's, it's good, it's got, it's. Good for the buses and stuff in the city, and it's still near enough to the beach. So we went for it, and um, yeah, so that's really. And then one one night, um, when we first after we'd done the the basics of the Renault, and we were in here, I was in the study, and I was literally surrounded by packing boxes. And I'd gone online to um, to read the blogs that I read because I've always been like a blog reader from early on. Uh-huh. And I just thought to myself, I'm going to start a blog. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start looking about this this house because by then we were so over it. We'd you know we'd we'd ripped out stuff. We'd found all sorts of things. We'd had leaks in the roof. We'd wow. had to replace all sorts. And and I just remembered what that um, real estate agent had said, and we had last thing to called it Beach Cottage, and so that's how the name came about. You know what a great story behind the blog, and now look what the Beach Cottage has done for your life because now you're at home blogging about it and um, <laughs> you know so has the blog helped you to embrace the beach cottage yeah look the blog's been quite an eye-opener for me and quite a lot of things but early on in the first few sort of the first few months I was using an old um an old camera that didn't even work it had it was all taped up with sellotape and um it didn't really, only worked every other shot <laughs> So, so um, make sure you get the one shot right. Yeah, that's literally what it was. And uh, but as soon as I picked up that camera, I, I really enjoyed taking photos and stuff. So that's the first thing that I got from the blog. Um, and now I, I've upgraded that, obviously. And just being able to kind of... Um, it's made me focus on, on a lot of things. Um, I found that the blog has made me realise how... And I don't want to make this sound, you know, big-headed, but how lucky we are. Like, we've changed our life. We've, mm. we've gone after our kind of um, 
our passion and our dream and um and now we're here and and I try and think about that every day and I think the blog has made me think that. That's awesome. It's so important I think to stop and think about where you are and how you got here and as you said how how lucky you are and yeah, it's so important to do that. I think a lot of people you know, there's challenges in our lives and we don't often stop to think about how good we really do have it. Mm, definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm, especially me um, with this house, it's far, it's not perfect. I know that sometimes it, it might look like that on the blog, but yeah, it um, <laughs> I, have, I do mine quite a bit because I am essentially English. <laughs> I do like to whinge. And sometimes, you know, I've whinged about something and I thought, you know, Slap, slap your wrist and, and say to myself, you know, we are living in what some people might say is the, you know, the, the best place in the world. I've got a roof over my head. Um, my husband's got a job, and my kids are healthy and happy. And um, yeah, I think you know, quit your whinging, sweetie, and get on with it. And I think that blog has, has really forced that that thing in my life. Yeah. So I mean, there's so many benefits to blogging. More than you know, when you stop and look at it like that, it brings so much into your life. And yeah, not just you know, oh, I've got ten thousand people view my blog today. You know, it's kind yeah. of like for me, it's more than that. And I think I've had a few people say to me, oh, how 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 do you do it? How do you stay around? And I just think, you know, I think it's a bit not deeper, but you know, I think it it is been. A, a really good sort of um, journey for me as well, not just about oh, how many people follow you and how popular you are. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's about the community, I think, you're creating around you and the, the relationships you're building and what it gives to yourself as well. Yeah. I know I was at the, my interview last week with Jo Gifford and um, she's been struggling a lot in her life with some chronic health conditions. Okay. And the blog for her has been this amazing outlet where she's been able to cope more with what's going on in her life and help other people and, and all these amazing connections she's made for it. So I think it's such an empowering outlet for women in particular, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It is, for sure. And so now that, you know, you've been in the beach cottage for a while and it started off this project that you were renovating, what sort of things do you now touch upon on your blog? I mean, has the renovation all finished? So, you know, how is it evolving? Oh, the, the renovation's far from finished. Um, we, oh, my husband wished it was, but he was talking about this this morning. So I'm saying, right, I'm going to do this, we'll do that, da, 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 da. And he goes, we haven't even finished the bathroom yet, and we still got the summer house to play. I went, yeah, 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 we'll do that in the next week or so, and then we're starting on this, that. So, no, that's far from over, but I think that's just my personality. I always want to change the house and make things better. Um, in terms of the blog, about a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, I changed the book up quite a bit. Um, I wanted to, um, I found myself, not bored, but I found myself thinking, oh, I want to blog, I don't want to just blog about my house. I find it quite, I was getting, it was a bit too self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I said to my husband, well, what else, um, you know, should I do a few other things? And he said, you know, what you've always said is you just blog what you love and that's why you keep going back to it. Mm -hmm. And so I started to blog um, recipes and, um, and for some strange reason, fashion, which, you know, I just never thought I would be blogging about fashion. But that's how it's kind of moved moved in different areas for me. It's not just about the cottage now. Yeah, isn't that great? I mean, mm. you can just continue every day to do what you love, and if suddenly that you want to blog about fashion, you can. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's great. There's no rules. It's awesome. No, exactly. And do you think, you know, do you think that you are living your passion now? Do you think this is what it is that you're meant to do and this is what you want to do forever now? Oh, that's, I don't know. Um, I think that me and uh, my husband have got quite a few dreams um, for a bit further down the track. We were we got married when we were quite young and had our baby, our first baby when we came back from honeymoon. Wow. I was pregnant, and um, so we haven't, and we'd only known each other for eighteen months. So we've got lots of plans ahead to travel. Awesome. Um, and we've kind of put the money aside for that, and um, we've we've got some um tentative plans of where we're going to go. So yeah, no, I don't know how I'll, where I'll be. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it could turn into a travel blog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I find a lot of people I speak to either um, travelled when they were young or had kids when they were young and then do the travelling later. So I think the travel always wants to be a part of everyone's life somehow. Okay. And they, they kind of find a way to fit it in. So it's great that you, you're saving now and, and you've got that part, that dream that you, you're saving for and working yeah. towards. Yeah. yeah, we talk about it all the time. Um like where we're going to start off and what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And um, my husband says to me, we're going to backpack his places. And I say, no, we're going to five sides. <laughs> That's going to be fun trying to find the happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're online a lot, so you know how to find good online deals. So you might yeah. get the, the five-star backpacking prices if you like. <laughs> you, you moved over here from England, obviously. Why? What made you decide to pack up your whole life and move over here? I'm sure you, your family's probably still over in England, are they? Yeah, they are. Um, we were just, I think that was part of the travelling thing as well. Um, although we haven't travelled here while we've been here, really, I think we were both itching to do something different and go and live somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we looked at quite a few places, not just Australia. We were quite close to moving to France as well. Oh, wow. I could see yeah. you in France. Pardon? I could see you in France. Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, we used to live near there by in England anyway, so we were over there quite a lot. Um, but the language barrier was the main thing. Oh, I didn't speak French okay. My husband, and his job, he needs to be able to converse really, really well. Right. And that just wasn't an option. That's how we got to Australia. Um, in terms of um, why we wanted to leave, I think that's a big question. Um, but... One of the main things was our quality of life. My husband was working long, long days, and we wanted to change that. We wanted, we, we were kind of wanted to combine a change with him not doing that to get out of the rat race, to live somewhere where the climate was better, and to be outdoors more. So that's where Australia really, um, you know, you couldn't really pick a better place for that. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, I think it's it's really interesting how you said, you know, your quality life wasn't what you wanted it to be. So you realised that you had the power to change that. And I think a lot of people don't realise that. No, um, a lot of people have said to me since we've moved here and how you're so brave. You're like that brave word comes up all the time. And mm. We never thought that at all. We, uh, we didn't think that at all. We just were so, you know, just wanted to do it so much. We just kind of followed our dream. But looking back, I think... No, we literally arrived at Sydney Airport. We had a holiday apartment for one week, three children and, you know, a job. No schools, no house, no, and five suitcases. That's all we had, you know. Our yeah. stuff was being shipped later. And, yeah, so I look back and think, oh, wow, did we really do that? But at the time, just 
you know, we just did it. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because we get that all the time as well with all the travelling that we've done yeah. and, and we have the same reaction. It's like, well, no, and we can't get in our head the concept of us being brave. To us, we've just said, well, this is what we want to do and we packed yeah. our bags and got on the plane and went and... I think you said you wanted to do it so much, which is the key. If you really want to do something, you'll find a way to do it and it just kind of feels natural to you and you know you can kind of deal with the challenges when they arrive. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's just you don't have that other bit. You don't have the um, the, the worry doesn't even come in there because that bit, the other bit forces you forward. Mm, yeah, so just for people who are listening and, and trying to, you know, get their head around the fact that you did make this huge move to Australia and you weren't really being brave but you, you arrived with a couple of suitcases and just a holiday apartment for a week. How did you then go about starting your life? Because obviously people hear that, they go, oh, my God, that's too difficult for me to think about. But how did you move from a holiday apartment to a week to then getting the kids in school and settling in? Um, well, my husband was actually pretty good on that. Um, he had... He's quite an organised person, and he had, from England, he had um, looked into all the schools around the area. We had looked at houses. Uh, we didn't do that until we actually got here. But he had sorted out clubs for the children. One, one of my children is quite, um, she does sport quite seriously. Uh -huh. We sorted out a club for her sport. Uh, so that, was, that was one kind of thing that gave us a bit of schedule, like taking her to her thing and... We also joined the Surf Life Zone Club, oh. um, so that gave us another thing. So yeah, we just kind of started to slot things into our life. That um, it was the school holidays actually, so um, we had a bit of time to find school. And um, yeah, I think that's the first thing we did is just you know doing the same things that we've done in England, really, just on the other side of the world. I think getting involved in clubs is really helpful too. I know when people ask me about tips for moving overseas, I say the first thing you need to do is connect with people in your community. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's still hard. I think looking back now, um, it depends on what sort of person you are as well. I mean, I'm, I'm quite happy with my own company and I think if you're not like that, it, it might be a bit trickier. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely getting into the community. And I, but I think if you've got children, see, that's the other thing as well. I mean, we had three kids, all different ages. I didn't have much time to stop and think about, you know, you're meeting yeah. children. I think that does, you know you can kind of slot right into a little community quite easily. Yeah, it, it, everything does change a lot when you have kids and think that's one of the things like that become a lot easier to... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, you, you've made this huge decision to move from England to Australia, which a lot of people wouldn't do because they would be afraid, um, even though you don't think it, it was anything really to be afraid of. And look what's happened in your life because of that move. I mean, you've... You've found your beach cottage, which has turned into your blog, and you know, all these amazing things happen just because so many years ago you decided to do to change the quality of your life because you weren't happy with it. Mm. So I think yeah. that's really very powerful. I think that's for, for other people to hear that and to see what, what you can do with your life when you do want to make a change and you're just brave enough to do it. Mm. It is when you think about it, you know, I actually think about it, I think, oh, wow, but, you know, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, I mean, you're spending your days on your line and you're inspiring a lot of people. Who or what inspires you? Um, other bloggers, I think. I love blogging and um, one of the things I love about it is um, it's 
like real people doing it. Whereas I used to be quite inspired by magazines. I think I've bought a magazine now for oh, at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, other bloggers. Oh God, I'm stuck on this one. Sorry, Kaz. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, sometimes you know, question comes at you, and it is hard to narrow yeah, it down. I don't know. Really. I just like I love. I love sort of home decor and stuff like that, obviously. Um, I love finding old stuff and I love being by, it's kind of all what, all, all what my blog is really. Like, mm. I love being by the sea, I love taking photographs. So, I don't think I have any one thing that inspires me. Um, although, actually, I must say, um, my kids really like, Babylon taught me a few lessons, especially the older one. And um, he's very different to me. And um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they kind of inspire me as well, you know, just to sort of, Try and be the best I can be and um, try and be a good mum. Definitely. I think our children teach us so much. It's just being a mother is quite an amazing thing. Yeah. So how do you take care of yourself, Sarah? You're doing all these amazing things and you're a busy mum and a wife and a blogger. And What do you do for yourself when you need to take time out? Um. Now, this is quite an important month for me, and um, I've actually blogged about this before. Um, I walk a lot. Oh, I love walking. Yeah. I used to play a lot of sport, um, but I'm I'm getting older now. <laughs> <laughs> and I could still do that if I wanted to, but um, I've actually now probably just walk. I walk most days, um, even if it's... Even if it's just like a 20-minute walk, or like a, I'll just walk out for 10 minutes, and then I'll walk back for 10 minutes... But then other days, I'll go on a walk for um, a couple of hours um, by the um, sea and all around the coast. And sometimes I go with a friend. Most times I go on my own. I find that um, if I don't walk, I get really, really cranky. Mm. <laughs> so it's kind of like a... Because um, lots of people say to me, oh, how do you keep slim? Or blah, blah, blah. And, and I say, well, I, I, I do walk. But I also... But I mainly walk for like my brain health. Yeah. <laughs> It is, and it's funny you mentioned about keeping slim. I find that if I stop walking, that's when I start putting the weight on. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't matter if I, if I went to the gym three times a week, it's still, if that walking's missing, um, you know, it, the weight will come on. But as you say, it's more about the mental release. Mm. I even found, um, I've been kind of my walking, I've got, I did get out of routine with it, and I realised that, oh, I wasn't doing enough. And I just find that, even I walk, I walk out, and I even find myself going big breath, and it just sort of naturally. And I think, oh wow, it even does that to me, you know? So yeah, that's the main thing I do. I also um, quite like girly stuff, like um, like yesterday I had my nails done and um, got a pedicure and stuff like that. I never used to treat myself to something. That's another thing that's kind of come from the blogger or from other bloggers. I just think, you know what, I'm worth it, and I'm, I I do work quite hard and. Because um, my kids all do quite a lot of sport, I'm often running around after they come home from school with them, and I just I have started to um, have a manicure and a pedicure and go out for a coffee on my own and just do stuff just for me. Yeah, I love how you said I'm worth it. I think <laughs> everyone needs to say that more, and, and yeah. we don't. And and when you say that, you honour yourself more, which in turn means that you can give more to others. Yeah, um, I never used to think that. I'll tell you what, I really didn't. And now I, I just think I've got actually got this thing on my blog, and it's called um, Saturday Club. And I, after that started by one day, I'd gone out with um, my husband. It is raining, and we just we'd left the kids. I, obviously, we've got 
an older one who babysit. We'd left them, we'd just gone out and we'd just gone for a coffee and it was raining and we had an umbrella and stuff. And we ended up on the beach and there was this big, this bottle that had washed up um, and we were messing about with it and having a laugh and fit, um, my husband got the cat, we had the camera with us and he was taking photos and I ended up blogging about it and said, oh, this is, this is our Saturday club for a joke. And I had an inbox full of people talking about it. And I started doing like, so I don't do it every week, but I do this thing and it, I like think up things to do that weekend, that Saturday. It's meant to be, to be like an hour for yourself. So. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's quite good. It's amazing it. how you, um, if you say to yourself, right, Saturday afternoon I am going for a coffee on my own without the children or I'm going to buy a new top or I'm going for a massage or something like that. And it's amazing how I think, right, I'm doing that Saturday afternoon and I really look forward to it. Yeah, that's great. And if you schedule it in like that, then, you know, it's almost like a business appointment. You know, you have to keep it. And Yeah, because otherwise you don't. Something comes up with the kids or, you know, or you can't be bothered and you're just like, yeah, it doesn't happen. And then you just think, oh, no, it's gone by. Yeah, I bet there's lots of uh, women around the world adopting the Saturday Club right now. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think I'm going to have to adopt it myself. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks so much, Sarah, for joining me on the podcast. It's been awesome chatting with you, and I think uh, the listeners are going to love it, and I think you've given them so much to think about and be inspired by. Well, thank you very much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been fun. And can you just let everyone know where they can connect with you at? Um, well, you can find me at my blog, so that's abeachcottage.com, um, and I'm on Twitter and Facebook, um, so yeah. Yeah, awesome. I'm, and I know on Facebook you have quite the interaction there with your community, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, good, good. Good place for people to connect with you on, and, and I'm going to uh, go and check out this Saturday club and see where I can book in for Saturday. Yeah, I might let you join. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. You have a great day. Yeah, cheers. Thanks to you. Bye. Bye-bye.